Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to be practical because every day we tape something or someone, dogs, cats, horses, humans, and when we help people take that ball and run with it and do it on their own and recreate, it's very important that you understand the why before the how. So today's episode is really a teaching episode on why you're taping for certain situations and then how to do it for the best results possible. Yeah, because you got to know what, how to apply the tape in different uh, different tactics because some tape you're going to use for uh, awareness, some tape you're going to use for pain, and some tape you're going to use for inflammation. So, And sometimes you're going to find a combination because inflammation can come with, can come, come on with pain, obviously. So what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And, you know, we, we laugh about the fact that, you know, people go, well, that doesn't do anything. Yes, applied incorrectly, it rarely does anything. And, and yes, it can when, when people ask, well, can it do any harm? And if you know me, you've heard me say, anything done incorrectly can do harm, as in a fork in your eye is harmful because that's not where forks belong. So it's not a bad fork, it's a bad technique. So you really want to understand the methodology, and I am grateful to for Rock Tape for all the education that we have learned from them in the idea that there's method to our madness, and so much madness to our methods. Yeah. You really have to have a concept of the basics first, because without the concept of the basics, you can't you can't express yourself in other ways. You really have to have an idea of really, here are some real basic ideas of things to tape and how you would tape it. Once you understand that, then you can start modifying your taping regime so it could possibly be more effective. Extra stretches, stretches during certain motion. There's lots of different ways to apply tape, but let's get the basics first. So the basic is... You have to address pain before addressing anything else. So what, let's, let's back up from that. Why do we tape? We tape to improve awareness, okay, because there is proprioception or awareness um, input through the mechanoreceptors in the hair follicles. And we all have hair follicles. Uh, the hairier of us have more abundance. So when people will ask, well, how, how does tape say it can't work on a dog? You have to shave the dog. And I'm just going to say, wrong. I tape dogs every day. And I have been taping dogs every day for at least at least five years That's just and not maybe understand. more. That's just not so understanding. So it's not understanding that. that you can address it appropriately. So... When you're taping, you are improving communication from the body to the brain, no matter which technique you use. And when you are using specific techniques, you are altering that communication to the, with the brain for the best results possible. So as we say, what's your intent? 
first and foremost, let's say, we'll take canine for example, because any of you out there have a dog, have had a dog that somehow played too rough or jumped down too rough or was T-boned by another dog. And often in the dogs that we have the ability to see, they have had some form of impact injury and their soreness laterally and over the ribs. And if you can reduce that pain, then you can stop the adaptation to the pain, the curving of the body, the tightening of the muscles, the grumpiness, the aggressiveness that comes from grumpiness, all of the above. So addressing pain is a really useful thing to do under those circumstances. And in that case, we want to increase the lift of the hair. And the way we increase lift is by doing a slight pull in the middle of the tape, never, ever, ever, ever at the ends. So technique matters in that if you pull too much, if you pull when it's not necessary, if you stretch at the ends, you can create uh, a reaction that is not the reaction you want. In a human, you can create tremendous irritation. And in most canines, and to a somewhat of an extent equine, you're going to decrease the longevity of that tape staying on because of that additional pull. Yeah. And, and even uh, another basic concept too is the type of tape that you use because uh, a lot of the kinesio tapes come with extra adhesive sometimes for animals. So you have to look for that. Uh, and, and, I, and I know coming from a background of athletic taping, okay, you're not going to use, Elasticon does not replace kinesio tape. Duct tape does not Oh, replace God. kinesio tape. And we've had those questions. We had that question this week. Can we use duct tape? Did you start with duct tape? No, duct tape doesn't breathe. You kill the tissue underneath it. Never, ever, ever, ever duct tape over anything living animal. tissue. <laughs> yeah, I mean hooves. You can do hooves all you want. You don't stop doing hooves, but not over living tissue. So absolutely not. And the beauty of the good, now right now our go-to is uh, Vetkin because it's made specifically for animals. It's your cotton is thicker and your adhesive is stickier. And we have found tremendous success with that in our animal population staying on. And I just saw a client of ours post a picture of their dog. The tape stays on that dog's foreleg for a month. And when it comes back after a month, I replace it, adjust it, laser it, retape it. And we are getting continuous improvement month after month on a, a soft tissue ligament tendon that was given a zero prognosis of recovery. So, you know, it's, it's really, uh, as Dave said, it's about understanding the basics and then moving up and becoming more eloquent with your applications as you know which tape to use, where specifically to do it, and what's the outcome you want. Yeah. And, uh, and another basic uh, application of the tape is for proprioception. Every once in a while you get, like we had a horse the other day, you would, we looked at its hind end and it actually had a dip in the glute muscle on one side and the other muscle was well-developed. So we actually use the tape as an awareness. In other words, 
we call it talking to the brain. So we put tape over that area of glute where it was dipped out or scalloped out because we want to bring awareness to the brain so it starts sending more neurological input into that area to build that muscle. Change the input, you change the output. Now, one thing that fascinates us every day with the equine and often the canine population is their immediate reactivity. We could do that to a human and maybe you'd see a result in a week or two or something like that. And we all of a sudden the horse goes, oh, I have a butt. It engages it and you can barely tell the difference between the left and the right. It started firing those muscles instantly. I cannot explain that. I just go, wow, that's cool and revel in it. Yeah, and we found this out. When we first started to try use kinesio tape, remember we started with that horse and we had it on the treadmill and we'd put a little two inch piece of tape on its butt and it completely changed the way its hind end tracked. Yep. So it doesn't take a whole lot of tape to create a different output. Which was good because when we first started understanding fascia lines and how the body reacts from top to bottom and, and this continuous line of communication that runs through the fascia, we thought we had to tape all of it. And we have learned since that more is not better. In fact, more can be overwhelming. That being said, we see a lot of applications online of tape that looks like spaghetti. And in my experience, that little bit of input does not create enough of an output to make the difference that we would like to see you get. So you have to have enough tape on to be able to get enough information to the brain to actually change it, or in the case of inflammation, which is your really more advanced taping procedures to get rid of um, to inflammation in an area, you need to improve fluid dynamics, you need to create enough lift on the superficial fashion, enough lift on the outside to allow blood and lymphatics to flow underneath. And you need enough thickness to actually get a lift and enough space between to, to create yep. your channels. You need a nice checkerboard pattern because and, that's where you'll find. Because when you go to peel it off, and it's great, it's really great because you really see it really well on humans with a big bruise. Because when you put it on in a checkerboard passion and you pull it off the next day, you can see where all the blood has fused into the areas where, the, where it was open space and underneath the tape has already started to clear out. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, if you have an entirely black and blue area and then you tape it and you take it off in 24 to 48 hours and now you have yellow, black, yellow, black, yellow, black, and it is literally gone from the areas where you increase that fluid availability to travel out of the area. So again, it's the basic as think, what are you trying to create? And then what's the technique that's going to get you that result? And those are the puzzles. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time FaceTiming and Zooming and doing taping technique because really, if you understand, these are things that you can do for your own creatures. Um, and especially as follow-up care after your professionals have you know, given you the input as to where and how and when it's best applied. I am, you know, we will cut to size and leave it outside the stall or send some home with um, 
someone whose dog has to be groomed in between sessions. And yeah. not every groomer wants to work around, you know, tape on the hock, such and such, you know. And, and I recommend that, you know, if you have, uh, we've uh, taped your horse or your dog, take a picture of it so you can, so you can actually repeat what's been done because a picture really, really helps out knowing rather than trying to go, oh, I'll just remember that. And then you peel the tape off and you go, okay, how was that put on again? And, and take the time and ask us questions. If we're taping your animal, ask us how we're doing it and where, to, where the stretch is applied or not applied and how it's put down and how do you rip the tape back and make sure you round your edges. And make sure all, you round your edges Those always. are all really important parts. So, but pay attention. Watch because it's not difficult to tape once you understand the basics of taping. Well, what's fascinating too is I went and saw a dog that I hadn't seen in um, a few weeks because it was four hours away from me. And um, someone else had seen it since I saw it last and applied the tape. And I, the tape was hanging off. It was not over the area of my concern and it was wrapped like a tourniquet around the leg and the dog was not weight bearing on one of its hind legs and I looked and there was so much atrophy since I had seen it last. So I'm like, okay, let me remove the tape, adjusted the dog and then used um, a laser application to stimulate as much photobiomodulation into the muscles I could and then showed the owner, I am taping this side to increase awareness so we start to shift the dog's awareness to using its abductors and its and its glutes and get some more hind end awareness. And the dog just trotted off like it was a little dressage horse and engaged and its legs were under it and not splayed out to the side of it. And I, I feel for myself, I don't always put on the best application the first time that I tape any species. And I watch and go, did that get the results? If not, I'll take it off right then and there. It doesn't tend with taping to get better over time. And I, we, I find this on myself. I have a knee injury. I have an ankle injury, which can result in a back injury, which can result in neck tension. So where I find that some days my entire body functions better if I tape the ankle. Sometimes it functions better if I take the knee in order to track more appropriately. You have to be willing to take in the information as you're doing it and worst case, take it off and do it differently. There are many, and I just did a consult with California a few hours ago and I said, well, what's the right way? And the right way is the way that gets you the results that you want but there can be 11 billion ways that you can apply. Yeah. But really, you want the basics? Check out Wendy's book. That's the best way to do it. You can go on, go on our website, check it out. You can, and if you really want to learn how to tape, I recommend you just get the books. There's a dog book and a horse book. It has every tech, taping technique in there you could possibly use. I don't know this is an advertisement for her book, but you know what? It's the easiest resource that we have. Everything is in one place. You don't have to search the internet and find five different people doing it five different ways. It's a philosophy, and the philosophy becomes a technique, and the technique becomes a process 
of improvement. Um, and you guys asked, I will be doing uh, a live one in May. If you're listening to this after May, uh, check in and ask me when I'm doing the next one. Because for those of us who need to be um, taught by doing and watched and our, our kinesthetic learners in person can be better uh, if you are great with reading and getting a sequential, this is the first step, this is the second step, then the book can be wonderful. We also have video books so that you can watch, pause, learn, and you always have us available for consults where we can you know, look at what you're doing and, and give you some constructive feedback. So I hope that you get over whatever hump has prevented you from adding taping to your repertoire, I promise you, you'll be glad you did. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.